Adam Wainwright gets career win number 199. Why last night's game had a playoff feel for me, despite the Cardinals sitting in last place in the NL Central. This is Locked on Cardinals. You are Locked on Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, Cardinals fans. I'm J.D. Haffern, and I'm a national radio sports anchor, born and raised in the Lou, and a lifetime Cardinals fan, and I'm your host for Locked On Cardinals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Find me on Twitter at J.D. Sports Radio and the podcast at LO underscore Cardinals. We want to thank those of you who make Locked On Cardinals your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts, and you can find us on YouTube. If you go to YouTube, uh, that way you can see my sweet old man winning shirt that we're rocking today. Thanks to Adam Wainwright and the boys last night against Baltimore. So uh, you get the visual, which is kind of nice. So like, subscribe, comment. That way you can interact with us. Hit the notification button so you know when new episodes are posted. This is a show serving Cardinal Nation and giving the best fans in baseball all of the info about the birds on the bat. So it's been uh, it's been a long time, and I mean a long time. Since we saw Adam Wainwright win a baseball game, June 17th, he defeats the New York Mets. After throwing six and a third innings, he allows three runs, seven hits, two of those dingers. He walks two, strikes out just three, but beats Kodai Senga and the Mets five to three. Pretty good stuff. And you go to the box score uh, back on that date, and you see guys like Brennan Donovan. Like, how, how much do we miss Brennan Donovan right now? Like, so good. Oscar Mercado, don't really miss him all that much. Paul DeYoung. Not missing him all that much in our lineup. Uh, Jordan Hicks got the save. He's been really, really good uh, since getting traded away. But the Cardinals, they were 28-43 at the time. So it's not like they were on the verge of even being close to being a good team this year. But Adam Wainwright got the win and improved to 3-1 and one on the season at that point. And uh, in that moment, it really was all about, okay, when's he going to get to 200? Because clearly, we're in June. <laughs> He's only got... Two more to get. No way he's not going to get 200 this year, right? The question was, when is it going to happen? When do we get tickets so we can see him make this historic run and get the final victory that he needs? Little did we know that it would be three months later before he would win another baseball game. Crazy, right? You know, sure, there were some games sprinkled in there that Adam pitched well enough and probably deserved a victory. I know the the July game against the Diamondbacks, definitely one of them where the bullpen just couldn't hang on to it. Um, what was it, August? One run over six against the Padres at the end of August. He looked good then. But more times than not, Wayno's starts were, I hate to say it, but they weren't even competitive. Like, he got knocked around and hit hard. And all of these starts for the most part. On top of that, you had the IL stint that happened in July. So heading into last night, 3-11 and 11 on the season. Teams just 1-10 in the games that he started since that win <laughs> against the Mets. Uh, the demise of Bueno, it's, it's just been rough. It's been rough on everyone involved. For him, his family, the team, the organization, the fans. Like, nobody wanted to see this. Nobody wants to see one of your heroes struggle at the end of it all. But because of all of this, uh, because you don't know what's going to happen when he takes the mound, it's like must-see TV. It really is. It has brought some excitement in the month of September to a St. Louis Cardinals baseball team 
that doesn't have a lot of exciting things going on. Sure, watching the younger guys like uh, Thompson and Rom pitch, kind of cool because you're you're curious about the future of this team. Um, Dakota Hudson, watching Dakota Hudson pitch, and for the most part, and, you know, last outing not so good, but for the most part, he's been really, really good, right? And you're excited about what the future might hold for somebody like Dakota Hudson for next year. Honestly, I hate watching Miles Michaelis games. I, I despise it. Uh, <laughs> there's nothing, nothing against him, but there's just nothing there. Like there's no added excitement to any of the games that he pitches. You know, like he's going to give up a bunch of hits, probably a couple of home runs. They might win the ball game still, but very vanilla, very not a, not a whole lot of fun involved there. But Wayne out desperately trying to get through his starts and try to get just two more wins on the season to reach that 200 club. I mean, that's about as good a drama as we're going to get here as Cardinals fans down the stretch. And uh, this is for a team, again, 17 games under 500 right now. There's not a lot to root for. You know, I, I'm pulling strings each day trying to find positive things to talk about with this club. They have played better recently, don't get me wrong, and I've enjoyed it thoroughly, and I think you have too. But the Adam Wainwright starts. Like, you just you, you got to watch. You just have to, you know, most of his starts have been entertaining for what, like three innings. And then the other team starts banging him around a little bit, starts smashing balls off the wall and it's all over. Kind of, kind of like it reminded me when I, when I was thinking about it, like the old Mike Tyson fight. Do you, if you remember Mike Tyson, when he was really, really good before he got in trouble and went to jail and did all this, stuff, when he was just knocking people out, you know, knocking people out, guys would get into the ring. And they would just kind of dodge and dance for a couple of a couple of rounds, and then bam, he would knock one of those uppercuts. They would connect, and then it was just night night. You'd be out. Uh, that's kind of how it is with with Adam and most of his starts, because you know for a couple of innings he usually can dip and dodge trouble, but then they finally get to him, and then uh, and it's usually pretty bad. But last night things were a little bit different. They were a little bit different, and. I don't know what it was. Perhaps it was the level of competition that brought out the best in Adam Wainwright. It's possible. You know, you've got the top team in the American League that he's going up against. Maybe his body was just feeling a little bit better. Maybe the baseballs were rubbed up perfectly for him. Whatever it was, the future Cardinal Hall of Famer, he just looked better than usual. He just looked better. Just physically, mentally, he looked really, really focused. Yes, he gave up hits. Seven of them, to be exact, over five innings. But he walks three, including the first two batters of the game, which got things started off. We're like, oh, boy, this one's not going to last long. But he worked his way out of trouble when he needed the ground ball or needed a pop-up or even a strikeout. He was able to get it. And this is an Orioles team that thrives with men on base. They're the best hitting team in baseball with runners on base. Uh, they go one for 12 with runners in scoring position and they leave 10 men on base. That is not normal. And no, that wasn't all when Adam Wainwright was pitching, but overall, Adam Wainwright was able to hang on <laughs> just long enough where he didn't give up like the one big hit that would cost everything. You know, the fourth inning was a little bit hairy after the two singles that he got the air on Arenado, and I'm thinking, man, the defense, the defense is going to bone him, aren't they? They're going to screw this up. But instead... Next batter, they turn that 6-4-3, they get out of it. Fifth inning, do or die time to qualify for the win. They're up three to nothing. Lead off walk, then a single, then another single. By the way, those single, like, 
does it drive anyone else nuts? Do you just want to smash your TV when these weak ground balls make it through the shifted infield like I do? I can only imagine how infuriating it is for the pitchers when the ball goes right where someone would normally be standing into the outfield because they are shifted. I, I'm sure that the stats back it up or they wouldn't be shifting like that. But, man, does it seem like recently it has been happening a lot where soft contact is going right to where a dude would normally be standing. Instead, it goes into the outfield because of the shift. Anyways, we got a 3-1 to one ball game at this point in the fifth inning. Nobody out. Runners on first and third. Is this the inning? Is this where it's all going to go kaput? You know, that's what we're all thinking because we've seen this movie over and over and over. Next guy, soft grounder, force out, run scores, though. Three to two ball game. At this point, I'm on the edge of my seat, right? This this has like a playoff feel for a dude who is three and 11 on the year, mind you. But I can't turn away. I need to see either the train wreck happen. I need to see it all just or you see him get out of it and you see the thrill of victory if he can do it. Huge strike out of Cedric Mullins on the on the tailing sinker. He's the next hitter. Like Greg Maddox, gorgeousness on that pitch. Beautiful. Two down. Then Hayes rips a double, but the runner does not score from first base. They're able to keep him at third. Now I'm like watching through my fingers, like, like a horror movie. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see that. I'm like this. I'm just peekabooing. I'm peekabooing through the fingers because I, I, I can't watch it. I'm like, I cannot believe. He's going to give up this run, isn't he? And then it's going to screw everything up because they're not going to bring him out for the sixth inning. One more out. I'm like, come on, Wayno. We can do this. We're all behind you. And lo and behold, he gets Frazier to whiff on the classic curveball. Down goes Frazier. And he's out of it. Jubilation for all of us in Cardinal Nation watching Wayno. He does the fist pumps. He shows the emotion on the mound, which you love. I can finally breathe again when I'm watching the game. I'm like, whoo. And then I'm reminded that this is only the fifth inning and we still got to get through four more innings before it can actually be a win because now he's qualified. But the bullpen, give them all the credit in the world. They, they are able to hold up against one of the top comeback teams in the league. They got like over 40 comeback wins. It's crazy. No easy task, but they do it. Gallegos, Libertor, King, Helsley. They shut it down. Win. 199 is secured, and I was so happy last night. I would you would have thought, honestly, I wanted to pop champagne. I was so happy. I wanted to pop champagne as if we had just clinched a playoff spot or something. That's how happy I was. Happy for Wayno, happy for the team, the coaching staff. You could see it in the the post-game interviews on Valleys with Ali, how just like a relief it was for everybody to finally get him that 199. And uh just it's, everybody just loves him. And it, it just, it was, it was nice to see everybody smiling and enjoying the game of baseball again after, you know, such a tough year. Um, you could just tell it was a big relief. So now he's closer. One more to get to 200. Now the team may not have much to play for the rest of the season outside of, you know, pure pride or guys playing to hopefully get a role for next season, but getting Wainwright to number 200, it is clearly very important and it is a goal of this team moving forward and uh they're gonna have like three more chances to accomplish it and I, I really hope he does and it's added so much more fun to the end of this season again a team that is buried in last place in the nl central and i can't wait for his next start i'm excited for it 
Uh, I want to dig through some listener comments and reactions next. We'll do that uh, on Locked on Cardinals. Get ready for the NFL season with incredible offers from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers, you can bet $5, five little dollars, and get 200 in bonus bets. Guaranteed. Plus, all customers who bet $5 will get $100 off of NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. Chances are, if you're in St. Louis, you aren't rooting for somebody who is in the vicinity. You're rooting for somebody who's in a totally different city, whether it's the Rams still or like me, rooting for the Packers up north. You know, NFL Sunday ticket is perfect. It's perfect for people who root for teams out of town. And now is the best time to join FanDuel. The app is easy to use. You can be on everything from spreads to player props and more. My Packers crushed the Bears, which was a beautiful sight to see. They're going to be in Atlanta this weekend to face uh, Desmond Ritter, who frankly does not scare me. Tomorrow night's game, you got the Vikings uh, against Philly. At Philadelphia, Minnesota lost at home to Baker Mayfield in Tampa Bay. What was that? Eagles favored by seven right now at FanDuel. Might put some money on that. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on. Kick off the NFL season with an offer you won't want to miss. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. Cardinals are in Baltimore again tonight to wrap up the series. A chance to take the series over the Baltimore Orioles. You can catch every pitch of the Cardinals hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just search Cardinals. Again, thank you for making Locked on Cardinals your first listen every day. Comments on YouTube, drop them every single time, good or bad. I want them from you. Give them to me on Twitter as well. Your feedback, always welcome and encouraged. I appreciate each and every one of you. Whether you're happy or sad <laughs> about what's going on, I want to hear from you. So uh, let's get through some of these uh, Locked on Cardinals listener comments. Uh, let's start with last night's win because we had a lot of good ones. Everybody was feeling happy about last night's win. Jessica Bailey writes this. I was so happy for Adam Wainwright that I actually started crying between fist bumps, jumping jacks, and uncontrollable laughter. So happy for Wayno. Now let's get that 200th win. This is one guy that I'm going to truly miss when this is all over. And uh, I think we all feel the same way about that, Jessica. I mean, we're all going to miss Adam Wainwright. First off, thank you for commenting. But uh, we've all spent so much time with Adam over the years that he he's like a family member. We've gotten to know him and his family so well. And, um, you know, watching him go out there and to try to accomplish this goal, a goal that only a rare few have accomplished in a Cardinals uniform. You got Jesse Haynes, 210 wins, then Bob Gibson, 251. And that's it. That is it in the 200-win club for the Cardinals. And Wayno's trying to get there. Uh, this is historic. You're watching history. He also passed Bob Forrest for a third last night in Cardinals history in innings pitch. So he's now third in that category as well. He remains one of just 13 pitchers in MLB history to make at least 400 starts while spending his career with one organization. That's crazy. And the Orioles marked the 27th team that he's beaten in his illustrious career. I mean, what you saw last night was history. Absolute history. And I, I'm glad that I, I was around to pay attention to it and watch it. Also, got word today. I got to look this up real quick because uh, I got I saw this. It was a Derek Gould maybe that posted it. But uh, the final weekend where Adam will be pitching. Final home weekend at Bush Stadium will include a live concert featuring 
Adam Wainwright. So uh, post-game September 30th performance of new songs by Adam Wainwright. So the country singer Adam Wainwright also going to be on display. So I know people are going to try to get the tickets to go see him in his final uh, his final appearance at Bush Stadium, his final appearance in a Cardinal uniform. So uh, that should be a lot of fun. Uh, let's move on here. Arnold Keene talking about whether or not the Michaelis extension is still a good one. That was uh, Monday's episode. I believe I posted that one. Can I ask it just because Michaelis has been kind of me? <laughs> Are you still happy that he was extended? And uh, Arnold says, at the time, it was a good idea. Who knows what the future holds? Can't always predict what a player is going to do. Sometimes I feel like some players just try not to get hurt during a lost season, not saying that's what he's doing. I don't want to believe it's possible. Um, Well, thank you, Arnold. Yeah, I don't think it's an injury thing or him trying not to get injured. I'm still a believer in Michaelis. And like I mentioned in that episode, you know, he's uh, tinkering with things because he can afford to tinker with things at this point of the season, trying to find other ways to, to give him an edge. Sometimes they work, sometimes they don't. And uh, when they don't work, they get knocked over the wall. He's given up a, a lot of home runs recently. My biggest concern about miles Michaelis this whole season, it's not the soft contact. It's the pitch placement that leads to the soft contact, which leads to the hard contact as well. You know, he doesn't possess that strikeout stuff where he can just get away with missing his spot. So when something misses and floats over the heart of the plate, he gets burned. It's bad. And I'm sure he'll do whatever it takes to figure out how to get that right for next year. I just hope, what I really, really hope, I just hope they aren't stuck relying on him to be one of their top two guys next year. He's got to be your number three at best. Hopefully, a number four, if they're going to be serious about winning a championship. Like, honestly, you can't go in to the season next year and expect Michaelis to be your number two and to honestly say you're going to contend for a world championship. You just can't. Uh, Gordon Kalbreth on the same subject here. Michaelis for another two years, another bad contract by Mosellock and company. Man, Matt's for two more years. These two guys should be in contention for the number five spot. But, hey, they'll probably be your number two and number three for next year, and that's only if we manage to get one ace in the offseason. I'm not hopeful. Well, as I mentioned, um, Gordon, thank you again for the comment. Uh, makes me nervous as well. I, I was encouraged by the progress Mats had made this year, but the dude cannot stay healthy. It's just that simple. You cannot trust Steven Mats's health and expect him to give you 30 starts next year. Like, what? has he shown you over the last two years that makes you believe that you can bet on that? Nothing. And with the escalations in, in salaries, I, th I still think the Miles contract you're going to be okay with. You know, it's two years. But you can't go into next season as him being one of your top two guys. That That's the real issue for me. I don't care about the extension. That's fine. But if he's one of your two guys at the top of your rotation next year, you're in trouble. You're just setting up for failure. All right. Thank you again for all the comments on the, on the videos and on Twitter. Sorry we're running low on time here. But don't be shy. Feel free to drop a line whenever. Uh, also going to be launching the Cardinals subtext soon so that we can all communicate even uh, more. What's the word I'm looking for here? Um, I don't know. A little more one-on-one -on -one experience with people. It's like texting each other. 
I'll explain it to you when we get it rolling. But uh, we're going to wrap things up next with an injury update on Nolan Gorman and Wilson Contreras on Lockdown Cardinals. Modern medical care and treatment are important, but our global supply chains are fragile. Things like pandemics, natural disasters, and foreign travel may cut you off from the treatment that you need. Jace Medical is your solution. Just fill out their online form, and one of Jace Medical's board-certified physicians will review it to determine whether medications are safe and appropriate. Then Jace will then send your prescriptions to one of their partner pharmacies, where your order will be filled and mailed directly to your home. You can also send your physician a message for answers to treatment-related questions, and you can do that at any time. They're always available. Everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected times, you know, the times that you're not planning for. In the wintertime, we expect to catch cold once in a while, but that's not always the case the rest of the year. Other things happen, so it's the unexpected that you want to be prepared for, and that's why Jace Medical offers the Jace case. So you can save more than $360 by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical, plus an additional $20 off by using my code, which is locked on, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N at checkout on jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. Cardinals back at Camden Yards tonight to face the Orioles. You can catch every pitch of the Cardinals hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just search Cardinals. Uh, last night, we we got maybe a little bit of a blessing in disguise just for the night, just for the night, when Nolan Gorman left the game due to hamstring tightness is what they said. Uh, that injury allowed Richie Palacios, who is so much fun to watch, it allowed him to come into the game, and all he did was eh, knock out two solo shots. No big deal. Richie Palacios, man. I even put it up a put up a poll question on our Twitter page last night for the uh, for the Lockdown Cardinals Twitter page on whether or not you'd rather have Richie Palacios or Dylan Carlson in your outfield next year. And uh, a lot of people, I haven't seen the final results yet. That won't be done until uh, during the game tonight. But uh, a lot of people were pro Palacios. Um, but Gorman, if you missed it last night, he was trying to run out an infield grounder when, uh, you know, he felt it tug. And instead of pushing him, they they took him out. Uh, it's been an injury-filled season for Gorman, which you don't like to see. Back issues, obviously, been a thing. And now this. Uh, one listener commented to me last night, says he's becoming Tyler O'Neill 2.0. And I really hope that person is wrong because I don't want to go through this. We've, we've had our fill with the Tyler O'Neill injuries. Oh, he's got all the all the, the the possibilities in the world that he's going to be this great player. And we saw one year of it. And since then, injuries, injuries, injuries. I don't want that to be what's going on with Nolan Gorman. That would be a real shame. Um, but watching it last night, if you go back to it and you watch him go through the bag and you see him pull for it, and he's like, my hand, it didn't look good. It didn't look good. So I wouldn't expect him in the lineup tonight. Haven't seen a lineup drop yet, but uh, so far, no updates. But when I see something, I'll shoot it out on Twitter for you. Uh, Wilson Contreras also left last night's game, said he suffered a right-hand contusion this past weekend in Cincinnati, was still sore enough on Tuesday that the plan was actually uh, that he would only play half the game. So he wanted to be in there for when Wainwright was pitching, and then when he was done, he was done. So that's why they did that last night. Uh, said he would also be out of the lineup on Wednesday, but hoped to return on Friday with uh, the day off on Thursday for the team, allowing the hands some additional time to heal. So that doesn't sound serious. So great news for Willie. Uh, 
Uh, be sure to catch every pitch of the Cardinals hometown broadcast for the game tonight against the Orioles and this weekend against the Phillies with Sirius XM on the SXM app. Just search Cardinals tonight. We got Drew Rom back on the mound. Uh, he'll be against his former organization, which is always probably a little bit odd. Uh, but hopefully that gives him that extra mm, to pitch well tonight. Kyle Gibson on the mound for the Orioles. He's 14 and 8 on the year, but he ain't that good. He's got an ERA over five. His ERA was over seven in the month of August. He is certainly a very hittable pitcher. He's got wins because his team's good, not because he's been all that good. So hopefully the offense comes out banging tonight. First pitch, 535 St. Louis time. If you haven't already, please give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore Cardinals and at JD Sports Radio. Like and subscribe on YouTube. Help the uh, channel and love for our Cardinals grow. I'm in a good mood today, man. Adam Wainwright has made has made this a, a better Wednesday. I can tell you that much. Got a nail in my tire earlier. Sucked. Had to buy two new tires. Uh, but Adam Wainwright makes it all worthwhile. It makes me feel a whole lot better. So you enjoy the rest of your day. You're the best fans in baseball for a reason. I'll see you next time on Locked on Cardinals.